Hello, podcast listeners. This episode of In Pursuit of Virtue features Jedediah Moss, the headmaster of Grace Classical Academy. In this episode, we discuss the origin story of GCA, how the school got started, its founders, the vision behind it. And then we go into stories of God's sometimes miraculous provision for the school throughout the years. We also discuss how Mr. Moss and his family end up at the school, how God orchestrated all of that. And we were just having such a good time just talking about God's provision and faithfulness throughout the years. And Jennifer had stories to share and I had stories to share. And we were having such a good time talking that this conversation went a little long. So we've decided to split it into two parts. So today we will release part one of this conversation. And we hope you enjoy and are encouraged by these stories of God's goodness and faithfulness to us as a school and us as individuals. Enjoy. Welcome to the In Pursuit of Virtue podcast. I'm Jennifer Morris. And I'm Barry Kinzer. And we are talking about all things classical, classical education that is, in general, but also specifically what we are doing at Grace Classical Academy to inspire and equip students for a lifelong pursuit of knowledge, virtue, and service to the glory of God. Today, we're talking with Jedediah Moss, the headmaster at GCA. Mr. Moss has been at GCA for the last 21 years. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. 21 years. But the story of how he came is actually both amusing and a testament of God's faithfulness. That just happens to be the theme of this episode, how God has been faithful at GCA since day one. And every so often, we start reminiscing about what God has done through the years, and someone says something like, you know, we should really make a book with all these stories so we don't forget. Well, this isn't a book. A podcast is much easier than a book. Uh, that's, <laughs> I yes. think you're right. Yes, for sure. And for that reason, this is uh, our maybe workaround around a book. And so uh, in Joshua chapter four, they talk about the 12 stones that they make as a monument. And so I thought maybe this could kind of serve as our 12 stones and give students the opportunity to look back or families the opportunity to look back, us the opportunity to look back and um, remember what God has done. So that's what we're talking about today. So, Mr. Moss, I really want you to share the story of how you came, but before you do, maybe we better just start with how the school was founded. So, thanks for joining us. Maybe you can kick us off by telling us how the school was started. Well, thanks for having me. I would be delighted to. The The stories that surround this place are amazing. They are a testimony to God's faithfulness. And so, how did the school begin? Esther and Lonnie Vandiver were the founders of the school, and and I love to hear her tell this story. I wish I wish she was here to be able to tell it today. Around 2001, there was a school in Ozark, a classical school that, that had started, and um, it was going to close its doors very quickly. And so several families approached Mrs. Vandiver about the possibility of starting another school to replace it in the Springfield area. And so she started pondering that, um, got her husband involved, Lonnie Vandiver, and they prayed about what that might look like. Um, I love whenever she would tell this story, she would always say, from my perspective, because it takes so many more people than, than just Lonnie and Esther to make that happen. It took God's faithfulness, but she, 
she'd say, you know, you might ask somebody else the same story and you'll hear a little bit different slant. You'll hear different details. Um, but but part of her story was was pondering that. Like she had already been homeschooling her her own kids mm-hmm. before they went to the school in Ozark. And so she really had a heart for education. She was learning about the classical model through this other classical school. And so started praying about it, started planning um, and thinking about all the things it would take. And and so when she started putting it on paper and figuring out what she would need, you know, she kind of figured, oh, this will take about at least a year of in-depth preparation. Um, we'll probably need about $200,000. And a, a, as she was thinking through this, you know, um, it was, it was going to take a lot of time. But how the school actually opened was a very short trip. It took about three weeks for all of those things to fall in place. And so these families that got together started asking about the possibility. And so they held a meeting with all the interested families. And the definite answer that they got from that is that there was there was a big interest. Um, they didn't know how many at the time. But parents with approximately 15 to 20 students all the way from kindergarten through eighth grade were were interested. Um, And so they started putting the things in place to try to make it happen. And so they needed a a building, they needed a curriculum, they needed teachers, they needed a board. Um, They wanted to be structured with a board for accountability and for wisdom. And so they decided, what are those founding principles that we want to be founded on? And they wanted the school to be a witness to the community of faith as well as to the larger community. Um, And in order to be uh, a witness of God's faithfulness, they wanted to encourage intercession for God's provision instead of fundraising. Um, You know, we talk about that a lot here. There is nothing... um, biblically wrong with fundraising, and yet um, the, the, we wanted to be founded on the idea that that God would provide every step of the way. And, and that, that may change in the future, but that is, that is where we are right now, and that's how we started. So they wanted to be that witness to the, to the community of faith. And so they would pray for what God would have for us to provide and then pray for the provision to do that. Um, they wanted to keep the class size small. They started praying for teachers that had, first of all, a heart for God, um, and then a love for the age of students that they would be teaching and a love for the subjects that they were teaching. All, all of the families involved that desired that the school to start, they prayed and they told God that if he actually supplied a board, teacher's curriculum, a building, and enough money for basic operations, that they would do it. And they would make sure that he received the glory because they would know it was strictly by his grace. And he did do it. He did it all, and he did it in three weeks. At that three-week mark, they had a group of five men that agreed to serve as the board. Um, they had a group of teachers and one secretary that uh, agreed to join, and many of them worked with zero pay. They had no pay that that year. Um, they had all the necessary curriculum, and Jefferson Avenue Baptist Church opened a space at the church for a very reasonable rate. And so after all of that happened, um, as a constant reminder of God's provision, they named the school Grace Classical Academy. 
That is absolutely incredible. Like I was thinking about how long it takes to just order in uniforms. <laughs> if I need a new skirt or something, it might take three weeks for that skirt to get there. Sometimes more if it's back ordered. But to even open an entire school with everybody just ready to go. thats It's a miraculous thing. The curriculum gets me too because we order curriculum starting in May and sometimes it doesn't get here till right when school starts. Like it gets back ordered. It's when, so even like every piece of this is amazing. Those things stare out at you that, that, um, that you're familiar with and like the curriculum itself in three weeks, four grades, kindergarten through eighth grade, it was a variety, um, is just amazing. And even just having to pick that new curriculum too, like we already have it picked for us right now, but starting a new school, you'd have to pick all of that brand new. Well, so that was the first year that they opened and you weren't here at that time, but it wasn't wasn't too long before you accidentally came in for your interview. Is that right? (laughs) It it was accidentally from my perspective, yes, but from (laughs) God's, I don't believe it was. Um, So in 2003, um, my wife and I were just taking a trip down to to Branson, actually, and seeing my brother who lived in Springfield. And, and there was this new invention that was new to me called GPS, right? <laughs> GPS. My brother had one and he loaned it to me to get around while I was in town. And as we, at that time, GCA was um, right off of the highway. We were at Glendale Baptist Church. And as we drove by, my wife loved the Springfield area. And she was like, you know, I'd like, I'd kind of like to live in Springfield. And and as we're driving by the school, she saw the sign. She goes, oh, there's a Christian school. You should apply there. And, and maybe we could move here. And I was like, honey, I, I've told you before, like the Public school is going to be my mission field. Mm-hmm. I don't have any intention of teaching at a Christian school. Um, so that's not out. But I said, but if you're really interested in moving to Springfield, I'll, I'll apply at all the public schools while we're here. And so as a teacher, you're always looking for side gigs, of course. And so as we got all the addresses together of the the high schools in town, I also looked in the paper for other jobs. I, I had a piano studio at the time where I had about 45 students um, that I was teaching piano to and so was looking at places that I could possibly give piano lessons. And while I was looking in the newspaper, I saw a job to play piano at at a church in town. And so, so we just, we have no idea how to get around Springfield, so we just start plugging them into the GPS. Well, my wife puts the first address in, and I pull into the parking lot of Grace Classical Academy. And as our wives sometimes do, I oh, thought she was, she was playing the Holy Spirit in my life. And I said, um, honey, I told you I did not want to apply at Grace Classical Academy. She goes, no, this is the church. This is Glendale Baptist who's looking for a piano player. So, okay, I, I, could, I can do that. So get out of the car, um, ring the doorbell, and unbeknownst to me, um, Mrs. Vandiver answers the door, and I said that I was there about the possibility of a job, and she says, we knew you'd be coming. Wow. (laughs) And I I thought, well, that's interesting because I didn't know I'd be coming, (laughs) but I'll play along. And, And when she answered, I thought she was the pastor's wife. And so she said, do you have time to talk to my husband? Of course, sure, thinking... I'm going to the pastor's office. And so she brings me into Mr. Vandiver's office and 
goes around on his side of the desk, gets a chair, gets out a notebook and starts asking me questions. And I'm, I'm a teacher. And so I'm, I'm like, I guess I'll just keep answering these. So at that point, I knew I was not in the pastor's office because they asked me <laughs> questions about education. And it, I just started answering the questions. And um, I was in the midst of it and thought, how am I going to get out of this? I'm not really here for this, but I don't want to be rude. And every time I would answer, almost every time, in my memory, it's every time. I know maybe in reality it wasn't every time, but every time I would answer a question, she would look at her husband, she would point to the tablet that she had in her hand and make this really awkward look. And I was thinking to myself, these people are the weirdest people I <laughs> ever came across. But I'm in it. I'm in it till the end now. So answer all the questions. Get to the end of her little notes that she had on her paper, and she turns it around and shows me. And it is just about everything that I had answered was on that page. Um, And she said, we stayed up last night praying till 3 o'clock in the morning that God would send this person to our doorstep today. And she said, and we think that you are that person. And, And, of course, I still wasn't. I I didn't think I was interested, but that's quite a big coincidence. And so I said, well, that is interesting. I said, so out of curiosity, what what do you guys pay a year here? And they told me, and I proceeded to laugh out loud (laughs) because I thought they were joking. (laughs) And if you've ever been in one of those situations um, where you laugh at something and then you realize it's not a joke, then you pretend you knew it wasn't a joke and that you were laughing just to be funny. Um, it was kind of one of those, and so I laughed, and then they weren't laughing, so that I stopped laughing. And uh, anyway, I was like, in my mind, I thought, yeah, nobody could even live on that if they wanted to. My wife was pregnant at the time, and we had determined that um, at least for the first few years of our child's life that uh, that she was going to stay at home and be able to be with them. And I was like, that's just not, you know, not a possibility to happen, but. But they wanted to give me an application anyway, and so I I took the application and proceeded to go apply at all the public high schools in town. Well, actually, after that, I went and talked to the pastor, and they were interested in me taking the piano job, but the music director at that church also worked at Palin Music, who said, I'd be interested in in talking to you about um, having a piano studio at Palin, so jobs were were lining up. Um, so I started putting the high schools in the GPS. And if you know Springfield, only one of them is close to Glendale Baptist Church. However, for reasons unbeknownst to me, I keep using that word, and I don't even <laughs> like that word, but of, co- of course it's my vocabulary today, unbeknownst, I put in the addresses, and every time I went to a public high school, the GPS would take me back on Ingram Mill Road by Grace Classical Academy. And um, this was a, seemed a little more than coincidence, but I was not a willing um, acceptor of <laughs> what, what, what God was putting right in front of my face. And so put in the first school, took me by Grace Classical Academy, put in the second school, it actually was Glendale. So of course it brought me back by Grace Classical Academy, did it 
all five schools every time. It, uh, and I was driving across town because I didn't know my way around, so I could have done them in an order that made sense, but but I didn't know the area, so I just kept going. So back. the Holy Spirit and Garmin were working together <laughs> yeah. to get you they, to Grace Class They were. Academy. Many wow. people don't know that connection my with mind. Garmin, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, last last time I go by, I'm like... Lord, I know you're trying to tell me something, but but I'm going to need a clearer picture of this. So this is this is my lack of faith moment or my stubbornness, whatever. And as I'm praying this prayer, um, I almost don't believe this story when I when I tell it. But as I'm praying this prayer, I'm pulling close to Grace Classical Academy, and there is a car that is the exact model of my car, same color, stopped in the middle of the road, um, and I'm praying this and getting ready to honk because this guy's like in the middle of the road just stop and start to honk the horn and then I'm like oh okay I see what you did there <laughs> and so I pulled into the parking lot and filled out the application and they hired me right away and the the rest as they say is GCA history so that is that is how I came to the school kicking and screaming <laughs> Wow. And stayed that way, unfortunately, for a couple of years. Like I said, Lord, I can tell you want me here, but I'm I'm still not sure that I want to be here. So I'll give you one year, and then at the end of that year, I said I'll give you one more year. But that's it, Lord. And um, 21 years later, he's not finished with me yet. <laughs> so uh, I'll be here till he tells me to go. Well, we're glad you're here, and. It's, you know, believe it or not, we are not known for our top tier pay scale. A lot of people don't know that. But <laughs> they don't, do they? <laughs> yes, but, but even back then, somehow the Lord provided for you and your family. Oh, in amazing ways. Like, I love to tell people because, again, so much of my story is a story of a lack of faith that God redeemed in miraculous ways anyway and drew me closer to Him. One of the things I got um, involved in a business deal that I knew I really shouldn't be involved in, but it was a get rich quick and and <laughs> and I'll supplement my income here at GCA, and it went sour. And so not only was I lower income, but I was also uh, trying to pay off this this deal gone wrong, um, and. Even through that, my wife was, you know, we were in this small apartment in town and she was ready to have a house. And I was just like, okay, I'll humor you, honey, but like, we can't, we can't buy a house on this. Like, there's just no way. And we started looking at houses and didn't find anything anywhere close to what we could afford. And so finally, we just said, we're going to, we're going to put a bid in, you know, and hope. God provides for for us to be able to pay that. Like, wow. we're just going to do that. And so we put in this bid to this house that was too much money and not even what we wanted anyway. And the realtor got back with us and said, oh, I am so sorry. They sold it like 15 minutes before you put your bid in. And then we were like, oh, well, that that's that. And so we're we're driving home after that. And we drive by this house with a a USDA sign in the yard um, saying that it's for sale. And and so 
why not torture ourselves a little bit more? So let's go look in the windows. And so we look in the windows and I'm a book guy, if, if you don't know this about me, but I have more books than should be humanly possible. Mm. They, they, they multiply just when they sit on my nightstand and my wife is like, you have books under your desk, all your shelves are full, it's time to get rid of them. But, but anyway, I tell you that because I looked in these windows and in the basement... There are ceiling to floor, wall to wall, built in bookshelves. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is amazing. I can't believe, like, this, we got to, we got to at least call and see um, what, what this house would cost. It had been repossessed, and actually, the people had trashed it. And so, because of that, they had come in and put in new everything. There was new carpet, there was new ceiling fans, there was um, new toilets, all these different things. And and like all I really cared about in a house was having some space. And all my wife really cared about was it being ready to live in, like newer, <laughs> all the things, carpet and paint and all of that stuff. And so, so these check those boxes definitely. And so we call in thinking there's no way. Well, when we call, the price was cheaper than any house we had looked at and it was more house and it was it was just everything we wanted at that point and they said because it's a repo we're going to insure it ourselves so you don't have to pay PMI um, in the process um, got a lower interest rate because they were also financing the loan and all said and done we got in that house and we're paying $50 more than we were paying for rent at our wow. small apartment in Springfield, Missouri. So <laughs> just, just, uh, I could, I could fill about 16 podcasts with all the stories like that, that God has done along the way, um, providing for my family and for this school in particular. Okay, that's it for part one of this conversation. In part two, we'll share more stories of God's goodness and provision, including the incredible, almost unbelievable story of how GCA came to purchase its building. You won't want to miss it. It's a great story. Until then, thank you for listening to the In Pursuit of Virtue podcast.